0: Welcome to Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons' official podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. What's going on, Jason?
1: Hey, not too much, man. Hey, so what'd you play this weekend? Uh, Not Overwatch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. I'm sorry. I should have did that. That's mean. That was Just go and just rub it in. Just rub it in.
0: (laughs) One day. One day. One day. One day you'll be in. soon hopefully i hear there's more uh more accounts being flagged you know uh tomorrow which today is february 15th tomorrow uh when this is published is february 16th and hopefully those of you listening who have not gotten to the beta at this point will be in the beta as of tomorrow
1: hopefully uh we've been having uh regular get-togethers at the prayer circle there so uh we have hope
0: <laughs> yes So uh, yeah, this this is uh, Watchpoint Radio This is episode 2 of Watchpoint Radio Uh, Our first episode was last week But this podcast will be bi-weekly Just to let everybody know After this episode, we are going bi-weekly So, episode 2 this week Two weeks from now, episode 3 And yeah, quite the week for Overwatch Obviously the beta came back And Man, people are pissed about Bastion and Torbjorn (laughs) Ooh, all over the beta forums, all over Reddit and that is something we're definitely going to get into today. Uh, but first off, I kind of want to mention a few things. Uh, first of all, two other items that I've saw that I've seen floating around in both Reddit and the beta forums are queue times and authentication times. So some people are saying that they're having trouble just getting into the game. that their authentication can take you know between a minute to three to four minutes. In some cases, I don't know if this is just a like a EU thing or if it's just a US thing. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing reports from a different from different continents here, so that is an issue. If you are having that trouble, you should probably say something about it that way. Bungie knows it's <laughs> it's an issue uh, rather than just one or two one or two people having authentication issues. Other people are having times in the queue, like you know, once you get into the game and you go into solo queue, it's taking forever to get a match. Now, that could be, one, because of a connection issue, but two, if you were a person who was constantly voting negative on matches or constantly voting players negative, that actually is, is you're trolling yourself, because <laughs> it, that, what that does is it makes sure that you're not paired with those players anymore, which in turn will make, sh- make it so that your queue times are longer so hmm, interesting
1: yes so yes it, so. it, it it negatively aspects you if you turn out to be a dick
0: exactly like they nice. they right before not right before i say a week or two before a break uh i, I guess i got I called the beta you know the one i was going on the break but you know right before beta went down i remember a post in the forums where a guy is saying like hey i'm taking forever for me to get matches you know why, and then he started going into him voting ne- people negative, and everybody was like, well, that's why. <laughs> if, you, if you vote a bunch of people negative, it actually hurts you more than it hurts them. Now, I mean, the vote, the, the the voting system or the player uh, rating system, to be honest with you, it's really just supposed to be for toxicity. It's not really supposed to be for performance. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're mad because a mercy didn't heal you at the right time, or is in the other not pop their ult properly. Mm-hmm or a, um, like a Reinhardt took a shield down or something like that, if you just don't like the way they play their characters, that's not a reason to vote somebody negative. At least I wouldn't. Right. You know, that, it could be that they're just not good at the game, they're not good at that character, and then now you're limiting the player pool that you can play with. And in beta, you, there's a small player pool. So really, you only want to do it for toxic
1: players. With great power comes great responsibility. I think Darth Vader said that, and we can all yeah. learn something
0: from it. <laughs> yeah, so just keep that in mind. However, if you're not one of those people, and you are having Q issues, I would definitely also make sure Blizzard hears about that in the forums. Make sure that, because they are there, they are looking. Oh, I just saw a post today where Blizzard threatened to ban somebody because they were attacking somebody. So, uh, yeah, definitely nice. definitely go into the beta forums, put it into feedback, and uh, let them know what's going on. Now, something else we I uh, wanted to bring up. We have a correction from last week's episode. Last week's episode, I said that you got 150 XP per gold medal. Or like 100 XP per silver medal. The medal XP bonus does not stack, I found out. Basically, you you get a, a, an XP bonus for your highest medal. So if you have five gold medals, or three or four, five, or, four or five gold medals... You're only going to get 150 XP. You know, silver, same thing, it doesn't stack. You know, whatever your highest medal is, that's what you get the XP boost for, which I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. However, and I I think I'm actually, now I'm thinking about it, I'm probably going to put it into the beta forums. I think that you should get a, a me- like, you know, a stack for every single medal. Right. You know, like if, like, for example, I was playing Zingata today. I had the highest eliminations, the highest final blows, The highest damage. Okay? And, like, there's one more, like, the highest healing, too. I think I should get credit for all that. Especially (laughs) when I'm in a game with Soldier 76s and all these other people. Like, I have the highest damage. I have the most kills. I have the most final blows. And I'm a healer. Come on.
1: It's because you're awesome, dude. And Zenyatta is the man. Yeah, I was like, we lost that game,
0: by the way. But I'm just saying, like, we, <laughs> uh, it was because of the people I was playing with. They just weren't that great at their positions, and I wasn't really helping. I wasn't following my own advice. That's why I, can't, I couldn't get mad at the game. I couldn't get mad that we lost. I didn't vote anybody negative because in games where I'm like kind of into it and we're disorganized, I'll hop on the microphone, I'll start talking. Yep. And you know, then we'll either we'll either get it together or we don't, but we'll definitely do better than we did.
1: Uh, today. <laughs> Which that could segue into a whole another topic right there that we have uh later on.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get into all that. But yeah, just what I definitely wanted to bring those things up uh to everybody's attention. The authentication times, the Q times, and the fact uh that I was a little wrong about how the XP bonus works on metals. Uh so hmm, I'm trying to think it's a little, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but i got to talk about who I've been playing, Bond. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. It's I was okay. like, God, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have did the joke in the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just saved it for this.
1: Wait we get Dory. There, I'm sure there's going to be bound to be a time where we're going to come up against together on another team, and uh, I might just have to pick that most OP class ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I have been playing uh, Widowmaker. She is actually uh, my most played character, but... Players like characters I did not play before the break. I am now playing. I'm playing uh, enjoyable like Genji, which I don't think they made any changes to Genji. Uh, Symmetra, I'm finding um maybe because now before the the beta or before the break, I didn't know much about Symmetra except the fact that she was kind of annoying. (laughs) And during the break, I took some extra time to learn about her and how she plays, and now I'm actually enjoying her a lot. I'm enjoying playing her uh, quite a bit, and <laughs> I, I, mean, I I don't want to say anybody about anybody. I plays Symmetra primarily, but she's kind of for me. She's like a lazier class. Like when I don't feel like being up in somebody's face, <laughs> where I don't feel like having to be all that accurate, I'll play a Symmetra, you know. And mm. don't get me wrong, she's not like she's not like easy cakes or anything like that. Yep, she has her own nuance. But it's definitely not the you know what I had before with Soldier Seventy Six, like being you know getting into the shit with somebody, uh, being in somebody's face and shooting or playing as a, a Widowmaker where you have to be accurate. With her, yeah, her her nuance is definitely different, and uh, I, I do I, I have been enjoying her. I have been enjoying her more. Sorry about that. I'm so unprofessional. That's my phone again. You know, it's the second show in a row. Classic job. Yeah, look at me, <laughs> being so irresponsible. responsible. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing Symmetra, I've been playing Genji, I've been finding him very helpful in not, you know, in getting behind, getting behind uh, people. Very helpful in getting behind people. It's, it's, it's actually pretty awesome. Or not just behind people, but behind entire teams. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> we Gotta had a um, selfie about it. Well, sometimes, but man, you could just be fast and I I'll, I'll be honest in pubs. Mm-hmm. People can see you get past them, right? Yep. And it's like out of sight out of mind. Yep. I I, I passed by soldier 76 and he chased me for like 2 seconds. And then after he chased me, he he realized I was gone and he just went back to whatever he was doing. I don't even think he told his team that I got behind him <laughs> cuz I ended up capturing the uh, the point that was behind him. Now now is the funny part. Nice. Yeah. You know? So uh I know uh what was it it's Vishkar it's Vishkar Industries right that yep. that's the um, I believe so yeah that's the the one with the snow on the, on the level uh yeah at that, that level I I've, I've been able to use Genji a lot to you know uh, scale up services get behind the enemy and do some damage even to this uh <laughs> this Bastion Torbjorn uh menace that we're having right now Mm-hmm. I've been able to work uh, with Genji to get behind him, and I've had some success. But we'll get to that later. I've also been playing a lot of Lucio, a lot of Lucio, and I think I, I, the reason I picked him at first was because of the uh, dance? the new maps, They have the, the control maps. <laughs> with like with the oh, what do you say because I want to dance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because of the control maps with Nepal oh. and uh, Li Jiang Tower, right? And once I start playing, I'm like, man, he's he's a really cool character. Player. Like, one, he is pretty strong. Uh, he can be very disruptive. Like, I have been just spoiling Torbjorn's day where they'll like pop molten core, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll pop, I'll push them away from the turret, and then we'll just focus the turret down real quick and then kill it, and then we'll just take out the Torbjorn. If if they unless they manage to get away, which is a chance because they you know they pop molten core, but he's been a really Really fun character to play. It's very chaotic playing with him because when you're with him, like he's sliding around and shit, but he's like in the mix with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I enjoyed that. And D.Va, I've been playing her, and I'm a little disappointed. I played D.Va a little bit before Beta ended, and she seemed way more stable. You know, she seemed like a well, she's still a tank, but she seemed more tanky. Like she seemed like I could I could push forward with her and make a difference and now really it's right now it really feels like her only saving grace is that ultimate she has like that ultimate she has if you have a bunch of people who are playing as Torbjorn or uh, or Bastion and they're stationary you could pop the ult in the middle of them and they're either going to die or they're going to move
1: And that's still going to get the desired effect. So it seems like it's more of her abilities, more of a force kind of a thing, like force people to do something as opposed to necessarily killing them. It's just a extra perk.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So that's her saving grace right now. I wanted to talk a bit more about her, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think I need to play with her for at least another week or two so that I can see, well, maybe it's just my inexperience with the character after the beta changes. Maybe I just need to get used to playing the character a little bit more now. You know, as opposed to going into the blizzard forms and complaining that the character needs a buff. Or the character needs to get removed because they're useless. That has been happening, folks. That has been happening (laughs) with Torbjorn and Bastion. Uh, So we might as well just get into talking about Torbjorn and Bastion. Uh, First of all, I want to say that last week when we talked about Torbjorn and Bastion, we were wrong. Boy, were we. <laughs> we were very wrong the way, I mean, just the way that the they're being played now uh, because of the changes makes them much more viable on both offense and defense. If anything, I think Bastion may need a small nerf on the armor he has, but I can't even say that with full confidence for the fact that I mean, I've been finding ways to deal with him. It'll just make it easier to deal with him, and I'm not necessarily sure that's fair. Right. You know, and the same thing with... Uh, that's I said Bash in there, right? Not Torbjorn. Yep. And it's the same thing with Torbjorn. Uh, he is more of a menace now, mainly because p- character players are not afraid to move their turrets or place their turrets in places where they would never placed them before. Now that you don't need Scrap, you don't have you don't you won't feel that your turret's been wasted every time it's destroyed. You know, right? Uh, I think one thing that may help balance it out a little bit more that if your turret gets destroyed, there needs to be a cooldown
1: timer. That's something I was reading up a lot on too in the uh, you know the Overwatch forums and in the uh, the you know the Reddit forums. There, a lot of people are going and saying he needs to have a cooldown or something like that because it's you know because even uh, they're saying he even needs a cooldown after it's destroyed or a cooldown after the. Uh, Torb dies, simply for the fact that you can just instantly put another one up right away. And a lot of people are complaining because it'd be like, oh, you know, you could put it, you know, people used to put them in corners and try to be really sneaky about it and now they're not. They'll just throw it down and just let it go. Yeah, well, that's
0: the thing. Like, if, first of all, the the, the level one turret,
1: well, it does damage,
0: but it doesn't fire that fast. So if you can kill it before they turn it into a level two turret, that, like, I, I don't think that's a problem. Uh, not to mention, even if you're not killing it, even if you're, let's say you're Farah and you're putting splash damage where the turret is, Torbjorn still has to try to repair that. So he's trying to repair it while taking damage himself, and it usually ends up getting him killed. Mm-hmm. Like, if a Pharah is putting fire down or a turret he's trying to build, uh, then he's either going to leave or he's going to die. There's lots of ways to handle, you know, Torbjorn. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of, well, I should, yeah, there's still lots of ways to handle Bastion. Bastion of the two Bastion the are more dangerous, to be honest.
1: Right. Because he, fire.
0: yes, like, I think they they tightened up the spread of his fire, mm-hmm. but they reduced the damage. But it still hurts. It still hurts, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize how bad it was before. Now, because I, I, I kind of did, because before, I did play Bastion quite a few times, before, when I saw Reinhardt, I would just snicker a little bit because as soon as Reinhardt put up a shield, you would break his shield with within one clip.
1: And I also wasn't sure because I played Reinhardt a couple of times, and when I did, I didn't see a way to recharge the shield. No, it has a cooldown timer. It mm. has
0: it has a, a cooldown if you if the shield breaks. Only if, if the it breaks. breaks. Yeah, only if it breaks. Well, if it doesn't break, the next time you try to bring it up, like it it still has the initial damage on it.
1: That's right, and that's one of the things I didn't quite understand with that hero. Yes,
0: yeah. like it does, Like it, Over time, it starts to go away, but it's not fast enough. I mean, I think it's fine the way it is. I'm just saying it's not fast enough to the point where he just puts it down for a few seconds and he puts it back up and right. everything's all good. No, it doesn't work that way. But uh, yeah, Torb, he... Um, Torb and Bastion, they are now way more viable on both offense and defense. You will see people play Torbjorn on offense now and throw a turret down and uh put a turret down and build it up to level 2, leave it where it is and then go and help their teammates push cuz now, you know, Torbjorn can, you know, toss armor at his teammates and give them additional armor because of the of the way he utilizes scrap now. So it does that and it protects your backline; it protects you know them from coming around you. Not to mention, like the tor- the turret still operates uh, within forty meters. So if somebody gets into a mix with you within forty meters, which is pretty a pretty large range, you now you have another you have another person shooting at you. You know mm-hmm. it keeps the defenders on their side of the fence. <laughs> you know, right? And that's the thing; it makes it a little bit harder for them to harass you for get, to, for them to get in and harass you. So that's why Torbjorn on offense is not a joke anymore. Cause what I mean before would happen is like you know you'd use up all your scrap getting this turret up to level two or maybe even level three, and then it's like well time to move it. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you got to do the whole thing over again. It's not like you know Team Fortress where you could just pick up the whole you know you pick up your entire turret and move it. Right. Yeah. You know, so. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I do. Like we were very wrong because I, I I thought it was going to play out very differently. Right. Um, I didn't I didn't really predict the impact of not having scrap. I really didn't see think that people were just going to throw a turret out and then try to, uh, you know, build it up real quick, which it doesn't take long to build up. You know, I, I do. See yeah, th-
1: I had problems when I played it, and it wasn't as quick of a class as I had liked. So uh, I shelved the class right away for me during that particular build. Right,
0: well, I mean, I do, I do see people being a bit reckless with Torbjorn, like you're just putting turrets in places where they're just not gonna survive. You know, the, the turret itself is not gonna survive. It's you know, I guess depending on when you do it, it could be just more of a strategic thing—not strategic, but you know, it's like a time waster, mm-hmm. trying to waste time. You know, or get some additional DPS on a target. I mean, that's that's a possibility too. But they like people are are definitely straight up reckless when it comes to Torbjorn's turrets now, and I do think um, a, uh, <laughs> a a, a cooldown when it's destroyed specifically, not a cooldown when you put it down, because by the time it gets you know by the time you put it down and it gets destroyed, you can put up another one immediately. It definitely needs a cooldown when it gets destroyed, because that'll make Torbjorn uh, a bit more careful. About uh, you know, putting it in a in a bad place,
1: right? Because there's no value really assigned to it at this point. There's no value in having it placed and putting it up, so you don't have to work for it. It Just doesn't mean anything to you.
0: Yes, I do think it's funny whenever the the uh, the Torb turret dies. Torb says, "My baby." (laughs) (laughs) So I do think that was funny. Now I know bastion You know, he took away the shield, but they gave it armor. And I think it has maybe maybe just a little bit too much armor. Just, just a tad. Just a tad. Um, I can't say that too much, though, because I haven't had too much trouble destroying Bastions. Uh, it's not easy street for sure. I can't just go out there, guns a-blazing, because I'll get chopped down. But, you know, with Zenyatta, I can take out a Torb. No, Tor- not Torb, sorry, but a Bastion. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very it's it's not it's not impossible. Some people say it's impossible. It's not impossible. Uh, but I do think he made just need a little bit of armor reduction. <laughs> I have yet to see this weak spot they're talking about because I have yet to kill a bastion from behind.
1: The turning I yet... radius, I have to imagine, or I should say, the uh, the ability to turn is pretty instantaneous, pretty quickly. There's no uh, slowness to it or anything.
0: Oh no no no! As fast as you can, you can move your head, your mouse around. <sighs> Bastion, you can move your mouse around. You Wish can turn around. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like when you're in a fight, when you are mm-hmm. a Bastion and you're in a fight with people in front of you, you're you're expected to get hit and take damage. If somebody's behind you, it's very easy for them to do that without you really truly noticing that you're getting hit from behind until it's too late. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bastion, if anything, I, you know, I think he needs to. He needs to uh, get a little bit reduction in armor. Perhaps
1: a uh, speed reduction and the uh, turret turning, or uh, I think we were talking about earlier changing around his ultimate entirely and the way he works.
0: Yes. Now, yeah, now you're talking about two different things. You're talking about the turret for Torbjorn reduced speed and turning. Right. So, yes, let's attack that first. That, <laughs> when Torbjorn's turret turns so fast, that the animation itself will clip. It's like, it's not a smooth animation. It's almost instantaneous. It is almost instantaneous when you, when you are in range of that turret, it will even, uh, almost, uh, you. Will, it will almost instantly turn and shoot at you. I think there needs to be a reduction in, in turning speed. And somebody agree with me. I put that into the forums today. Nice. Yeah. So I, I do believe that, um, that that needs to happen to balance him out a bit more. Now, Bastion, uh, I did hear, like somebody on the forums had a very, very good idea about Bastion. And I'm not one of the people who's like calling for Bastion to get, you know, removed from the game, uh like some people are. But his idea was to swap the turret mode with Bastion's alt. So instead of Bastion you know, uh, reconfiguring himself into a turret, he transformed into a tank. Alright, so his suggestion are as follows. Uh, clip size up to twenty-five for recon mode. Uh moves movement speed slightly increased. HP to two fifty. One uh HP back to two fifty. Um actually no it's yeah HP back to 250, um, actually, so, yeah, back 250 with hundred armor. Let's see what else he has. Oh yeah uh, right click Core discharge would so be a short range, high damage, knockback cone of energy in front of him for five seconds and I have five second cooldown. I'm not necessarily necessarily sure that's that's needed, you know, in recon mode, mm-hmm. especially a high damage knockback. Right. The fact that it's knocking you back in the first place should be enough, in my opinion. Right. That should be for like you know Genji's and other people who need to attack up close. Genji's, Reinhardt, stuff like that. Uh. Repairs would no longer be free on demand. Repairs bash for 100 percent of its health over five seconds, with a 10 second cooldown. Can move and shoot while repairing. I think that would need to change because that's not fair. Mm. I think that's not fair. Like for you to be able to move and shoot while you're being while you're being repaired.
1: Yeah, that's you're not
0: you're not Soldier 76. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Especially for 100 health. Even Soldier 76. Well, actually. Um, I guess it does get you back up to 100 health pretty quickly, but uh, I don't know. I think the repair should still be like you can't move or shoot.
1: I don't think or maybe knockback. at the at the
0: very at the very least you can't shoot. Yeah, I don't repairing. think a
1: knockback is needed at all for his character. Maybe while well, he's in recon mode, a speed boost of some type. But mm, yeah, I don't think there needs to be a knockback of any kind. I I think that's asking for too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think his recon mode just need like a few extra tweaks
1: because it was but... very frowned upon to even stay in recon mode when I played because it was like you're gonna get wrecked.
0: Yes, <laughs> like there wasn't recon. I mean, I, I, I have killed like tracers and Genjis mm-hmm. in recon mode before, but yeah, you you weren't you didn't want to straight up have a fight in recon mode. Basically, recon mode it was just enough to cover you from going place to place. So you could turn into a turret. That that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not necessarily sure I would like to have the uh the repair do one hundred percent while he's able to move and shoot. You know? Right. So and then uh the shift now would be to move into combat mode. Now the combat mode will be the tank instead of the turret. So health up to five hundred, you get six rounds with a long reload uh you know it is a tank so i kind of get that and plus that'll stop people from constantly reloading or choosing it basically it'll, it'll force them to choose one to reload all right uh so the left click will be normal tank round which would be it'll be high it'll be high damage but not as high damage as it is right now I think that he said, yes, 50, uh, reduce damage by 50%. Because right now, if you get shot by the tank, you're, you're dead. Done. Or if you're anywhere <laughs> around where the tank explodes, where the uh, where splash damage is, you're dead. But that's because it's an ultimate. So you stop that from happening. you got to reduce the damage by 50%. See Still high guy. damage.
1: Fuck him and everything around him. <laughs> yes, pretty much. That's
0: that's the way it works. Uh, so you, he suggested the right-click uh, consume three ammo or three rounds and instead of shooting it as, like, a tank shell, it shoots them out as grenades. And the grenades uh, split into three, and uh, they have a two-second fuse.
1: So it'd be and, similar to uh, Junkrat, in some regards, giving you another option, you think, for indirect fire?
0: Yes, I mean, sometimes you just you, you just need to cover an area. Like, it basically gives him a spread, yep. you know, if it's going to split into three different grenades. Especially if they come out at the same time. Junkrat's a little different because I think the grenades themselves have to be sitting. They either have to be sitting for a certain amount of time before they explode, or they have to hit a target. If they straight up hit a target, they'll blow up. Right. Right. So, the uh, he's saying that the, the grenades though should do um, a little bit of damage, so it's more like a tactic just getting get people move back. I don't know. I think the grenades should do normal damage. Well, maybe not well, no, because you are consuming three ammo rounds, then it so why should be not? normal damage at that point? Yeah, I will say, yeah, normal damage. Uh, he suggested that the, the tank model should be a bit bigger. I guess it makes it easier to hit. Uh, oh, and by the way, this is like a mobile tank, by the way, not like a stationary tank. Mm-hmm. Not like a, it's not. There's no siege mode in in what he's talking about. Uh, he thinks it should have a shield in the front for 500 HP. It, like that's going to be the like the E. That's the E action. Where you can bring up a shield that gives you additional 500 HP for three seconds, and it has a seven-second cooldown. So you know you bring a shield back, uh, it blocks up for three seconds, and then it goes away. So that'll give just a little extra time to live, if need be. And then obviously you switch back to to recon. <laughs> now the ultimate will be the turret, which you will switch. To, the ultimate will switch you to turret for 10 seconds. You regain all HP you're immobile, you have unlimited ammo, uh, you gain uh, a 1k frontal shield, you have 360 degree rotation, you have 600 AP, and damage goes back to the way it was before the beta break.
1: So, For, adding the extra 33% in.
0: Yeah, exactly. It would basically be, be the way it was before, but now right. you could just pop it. And I imagine the transformation should take like no time because it's an alt. You know, it's an ultimate. Uh, So, you know, he says it should have a laser beam to give away your position. It uh, should have very distinctive sound, kind of like the way a tank does now. Uh, Highly visible tracer rounds. uh, You should be able to repair. Uh, But, I mean, that's the thing. In turret mode, it's it's only a 10 second change. Like, there's only so much you're going to do.
1: Now, see, I even have some thoughts about him being in tank mode and being able to move. Uh... I cause when you're in tank mode, I don't see much of a difference between the tank mode and the recon mode. In terms what, of you're still dealing you're still doing dealing damage and moving. There's no incentive to either, I think, to really stay in one or the other. You'd pretty much just want to be in combat mode the entire time. Unless it was combat mode was short bursts of speed, so you spent the majority of your time in recon recon mode and had to think very carefully about when you want to turn into combat mode. Hmm.
0: Now, I see what you're saying, like, yeah, like, there'd be no reason to be in combat mode.
1: Though, I to, like yeah, and I like his following... Oh, sorry, and there'd
0: be no reason to be in recon
1: mode, sorry. Right, yeah. Well, you would be forced to stay in recon mode a little more. It would, it would turn into a bit of a smarter class, because your combat mode would be powerful enough to go toe-to-toe with a lot of people, but if you can be in combat mode all the time and do the high damage and, you know, still have that range, why the hell would you want to stay in recon mode ever?
0: Right. Well, they're also gonna be like maybe they could make his uh his rifle and recon mode a bit more accurate. Because when you have people like Farah in the air, like what are you gonna do? You can't you can't shoot tank rounds at them, they'll just move out the way. Right. You know, unless they're bad Farah. So you know the recon <laughs> mode could be used for tail, you know, plucking people and no, recon yeah, recon mode could be used for plucking people out of the air, mm-hmm. uh whereas the combat mode can definitely be more uh ground battle focused.
1: I like it says here, with a strong defensive ultimate, but he loses the ability to be a noob murder machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, you bring up a good point, so maybe it needs a little bit more tweaking. Now, on the ultimate for turret mode, he says the shift should give you napalm rockets, long range, leaves a burning area, (laughs) you know, and direct hit leaves a burning debuff on enemy. I think that's a bit too much. I think you know, having a mobile about a uh, mobile Bastion that can pop his turret in the middle of a group at any given time and play, I mean because he gets a lot of health, he gets a 1k frontal shield and, and 600 HP that's a lot <laughs> you know, Like that's a lot, especially when he's in the middle of a group and he just pops it like, anybody he's around is going to get mowed down you know, that means he can get behind a group and then pop that really fast and, you know, take out a uh, a Reinhardt or a tank or, you know, something like that, you know?
1: I'm, yeah, I mean, honestly, when I saw the patch notes there, I was like, oh, he's losing that shield. That shield was the only thing that allowed him to really stay alive. But, I mean, uh, I only look at it from a perspective of playing Zenyatta, which I could just pretty much screw anybody up in Zenyatta anyway. Or, you know, playing, uh you know, that OP class where I would just hang back and just, you know, put shots down range, you know, in the uh, the sweet spot and just take him out. He was never a problem. I guess I didn't expect there to be that big of a change with losing the shield, you know, and going with armor instead. I didn't think the armor was going to be that big of a buff. But apparently, uh I've been wrong.
0: Yeah, the armor, I mean, I know they gave him... We looked at the same stats last week. I mean, I, I thought the armor wasn't going to be enough. And I, I know that they they wanted to make him easier for new players to kill but it's still the same thing new players are still having trouble with him because he ha- he because of the all the armor he gets so if they try to get in front of him and kill him that's a fight you're going to lose that's a fight you're going to lose only as in Yada I back kill him if i deep if i you know uh debuff him first with orb discord and then i have to focus fire and i have to do hopefully i have to do it fast enough so he doesn't have a chance to to mow me down and then I have to hope he doesn't try to get up and leave (laughs) you know but then on top of that while I'm in the middle of doing that he may decide to repair that's another thing like he may decide to repair so sometimes at best all I can really do is keep him from shooting at other people
1: (laughs) but that um I would say we could use that right there if you want to to segue into the next discussion uh about how to play the class and how to play the characters or just in general how to play the game and be a good player
0: okay go for it we can we can move into that
1: okay so because this is uh yeah see i can't talk about the stuff in the game because i can't play it right now so you're just every time we do this you're just hurting my feelings man (laughs) (laughs) okay so um i will relate to playing other shooter games we'll keep it in the genre here so if i'm playing battlefield or even when I was playing the Overwatch beta, there was times where my team would get wiped out around me when I was playing, you know, McCree or something like that, or Zenyatta. Couldn't keep everybody alive, they would do stupid stuff, they'd run out and get hammered down. Okay, whatever. So that cart is moving, and we need to stop it. So what would I do? As McCree, I would go out there with everything I had, and I would try to hold the team off as long as I could to keep that point from moving. Now, even though I had a bad KDR at that point because I was doing that stuff, we still won matches. Even in Battlefield, my KDR might not be, you know, I might not go like 60 and 20 like some players, but my team wins. And that's all about being a good player. However, there's this thing these days where it happens in WoW, it happens, you know, in Overwatch, happens in Battlefield, everywhere. People try to relate skill as being the person with the highest KDR, the person that has the highest numbers, the people that hit the highest DPS, not because they won. So right now, I guess the question is, you know, people are saying, "Oh, if you're bass and you're Torbjorn, you're a noob." It's not the case at all. How do you go and, you know, make the correlation between being a good player and stopping the point, or you know, having the highest KDR? What become what constitutes a good player at that point?
0: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I I think I, I've told you some stories before, but right. yeah, I, I, you know, you see, and that not, it's not just, Destiny, not just Destiny. Sorry, not just Overwatch. <laughs> But a lot of games, where people boast about their kill-death ratio. Um, I played Destiny for a long time, and in that game, people boast about their K, you know, their KD, yep. and the Crucible. And it was just funny because I didn't care. I didn't really care about kill-death ratio because that game is filled with cheese. It didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And the, the same thing with like a uh, a Team Fortress or an Overwatch. know I mean, I've had people, you know, you get into these little spats with people in a game and they're like, well my KD is 3.4 or 3.5. What's your KD? I'm a better player than you. And I mean, one, I'm too old to be getting those arguments, but two, um, it's just that a, a game like this where it's not about how many people you kill, it's about getting the objective, whether you it's 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 you know uh defending an objective or taking an objective or getting an objective to a certain location, like with payload it's really that that's what the game is about i don't mind dying in those situations like i will die i will, I will jump on a grenade if it's gonna help us win
1: you know I, yeah i had to wrestle with that for a while because you know again playing battlefield i feel like since i've you know been playing the battlefield series now since like i don't know 2003 or 2004 you know since i've been playing the battlefield series like that i feel like i should be a really good player and a lot of people would really give me a lot of shit because of, like, oh, your KDR is garbage, you know, we don't we don't want you necessarily, you know, or we don't want to, you know, you're not play with you, you're not that good because of it. And, you know, and I run into the situation when I'm playing WoW now where, you know, on, like, some new characters I've made, I don't have my full tier sets or trinkets, so I can't keep up with people, but I'm the last one to, you know, on a wipe to die to mechanics. You know, I don't take as much damage as other, I do what I'm supposed to, and still people are like, oh, we have to go and remove you from the group. You know, compared to other people who have, you know, better gear but are doing shit. Right. It's, it's a huge epidemic in gaming right now, and I'm, you know, I try to dispel that as much as I can. Mostly now because I'm a little older, I'm too old to be really giving a shit about that stuff. Because I'm like, it's not worth the time, effort, or outcome. Play to have fun, do what you're supposed to do. When you do that and you excel at it and your team wins, you're going to feel a hell of a lot better. And being like, oh yeah, I had a better KDR than you guys, but your team still lost by a wide fucking margin. I see it happen in Battlefield all the time. Certain people, when I come onto certain servers, they're just stacking that other team. And I'm like, oh great, this is going to be an uphill fucking battle. But even though they're rocking like, you know, 60 and 20 KDRs, they're still losing. And their tears of anger and sadness are still making me very happy and very satisfied.
0: (laughs) Right, well, I know in Overwatch, over the weekend, I was playing with, uh, I met up with a pug group and we started playing together. And one of the guys, uh, not in our group, but he was on our team. He just wasn't in our, in our Pug group, but he was on the same team we were playing in this specific match. And we were trying to hold down a point. Everybody had died except him. There were three enemies on the point, and he didn't do anything. Like he just he he just started running back, pretty much, to get ready for the next point. And we were like, dude, you could have at least hopped on the point. And held it down a bit, you know, caused it to be contested, and gave us more time to get there. It's like, Pff, I'm not going in there 1v3. I'll die. It'll mess up my uh, my kill death ratio. So, like, <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Like, this the, you just lost, We just lost the point because you don't want to fuck up your KDR. Like, who cares about kill death ratio in Overwatch?
1: All I could think of when you know I hear something like that is like, oh, you don't want to mess your hair up.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's like, seriously, like, who...
0: who like, I mean, obviously, he cares. And, uh, and a lot of people can't because we just, <laughs> like, just talked about it, but, dude, like, come on now. Like, be... Nah, it's... That's a problem. Uh-huh. You know, when... That's selfish, <laughs> too. It is. You know,
1: It's selfish playing, and I, I call people out on that stuff a lot, and maybe that's why I don't have very many friends when I play my shooters, but...
0: Yeah, and it's not like a <laughs> game like... This is not like a deathmatch game. like And deathmatch... Yes, saving your life can help you win the game because life is the resource. Kills are the resource that you use to win a deathmatch game. You know, or even in Destiny, no matter the game mode, no matter the game mode, kills are always important. Like in the control game mode in Destiny, d- depending on how many control points you have, determines how many points you get every time you kill somebody. So kills are very important. You don't want to go around sacrificing yourself that, but in a game like Team Fortress or uh you know, Overwatch, that's not a factor. My KDR is only like I think it's like I'm thinking of the numbers, it would come out to be like 2.2 right now. It's, it's right. 2.2 would be my kill death rate share right now, and that's because sometimes I get a lot of kills, I don't get a lot of death. When I play Widowmaker, I'm getting like you know. 20, 20, you know, kills and three deaths, <laughs> you know, right. uh, versus when I'm playing somebody much closer, maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe like, uh, not even much closer, but like somebody that's more in the fray, like a Soldier 76 or a Genji or a Farah, you know, somebody like that. Sure, like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna die more playing those characters, well, not Soldier 76. I'm I'm actually pretty good at not Down Soldier 76. <laughs> but um, you know, I it's it'll be it's understandable if I get killed more with those characters than I do with other characters. But at the same time, even if I'm a widowmaker and I see that there's a bunch of people on the point, I can hop on the point and cause it to be contested and you know, maybe my my teammates will be back soon enough to stop the point from being taken. I, I mean, how many games have I won like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I won a couple of games over the weekend because I I solo contested a control point, you know, for like for control, and I kept it at ninety nine. And as I'm dying, you know, my team comes back and the the you know it's, it remains contested, and they take it back.
1: So I know there's it's you know still a shooter, but here on Battlefield, my stats here on Battlefield, I'm running, I'm rocking a one point two KDR, but my wins outdo my losses. And that right there, I think, shows more of a skill like you were saying. You're willing to get on that point, you're willing to step in and hold it, and give your guys that extra advantage they need, you know, that extra time they need to get back. And in some cases, you know, you feel pretty damn badass, too, when you hold the team off and you actually wreck them and hold it.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good feeling. It's definitely a good damn feeling. Right. But I think, you know, because you know, we talked about it yesterday, the focus on KDR is a little high. And I mean, I, and, and Overwatch is not as bad as it is in a lot of other games, but I think as more people play Overwatch, mm-hmm. and especially on console, on console KDR is huge. On I think if Overwatch takes <laughs> over on console, I, I think KDR is going to be a big big deal on that, uh, and it really shouldn't be. Not in a game like this. This is a game about teamwork and working together to get the objective ta- to get the objective completed, not john rambo
1: well maybe that will help uh push you know console gamers more along you know to the point where they're like uh you know the master gaming pc race where it's all about skill
0: Oh, you sound like a complete asshole saying that. Well, I'm just so. in a bit of
1: a sour mood. You know, you had to start out the whole podcast with that uh, what you do over the weekend thing. Well, so. you didn't
0: hurt me because I play PC primarily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're,
0: you're taking your abuse out of other people.
1: I, uh, You know, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Everybody listens to the podcast. I will, I will get them a free beer. Good beer. I
0: won't say that.
1: <laughs> you don't want Marshall's to be buttons will buy them a beer no no
0: no Marshall's buttons will not buy you a beer I repeat uh, we will not that is Jason Bond he lives somewhere in Massachusetts <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail okay but yeah that's not us that's him if you want your free beer see him please uh but yeah I, I, th- I think you're, you're right about that it was a, it was a good point uh and something that I hope doesn't necessarily contain. I think a lot of people are looking at it now because it's a feature that just kind of went up. Mm-hmm. You know, in Overwatch, right. Also, the win loss record. I could give two shits about that. I that's a, that's another thing nobody should really care about, to be honest with you, because your win loss record isn't necessarily a, re- a direct reflection on you. In a game like this, right. I mean, unless the only people you play with are your dedicated team, that's a different story.
1: So, how about then maybe some different form of uh, analytics, a different way to track, like, uh, amount of heals per game, heal percentage per game, or, like, some way to track your activities, like, he's healing this much during a game, or, you know... Well, you can see that. ...healing this much damage in a game.
0: Let me open up the game, and I'll tell you exactly... What stats you can see because you can see a lot of that stuff. It's just that in the career overview, it has stuff like you know eliminations, final blows, deaths. Uh, you know, uh, you know. So that's how people are getting their KDR. It doesn't even tell you what your kill death ratio is, but you can calculate it easily, uh, just you know by the numbers. Let's see, authenticated, and one second I'm going to the profile now. So, yeah, you, you it tells you how much healing you have done, and it tells you how much healing you're doing per minute. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I thought Widowmaker was my number one play character. It is not. Zangata is. <laughs> with five hours, so. Yeah, so... Zingata's the man. Yeah, your general stat tells you eliminations, final blows, objective kills, objective time, damage done, healing done, deaths, and solo kills. If you want to, you can go deeper with certain characters, like, if I want to see how well I'm doing with Lucio, when I go to him, it tells it tells me how many bronze medals, gold medals, how many cards mm-hmm. people have given me. Like, you know, at the end of the game when they have to vote for you. Yep. You know, how much damage I've done, critical hits, or, you know, the type of healing I've done with them. It gives me way more in-depth stats. I'm curious to see if these stats are actually going to be available on the outside. Anyway, you know, via API or something like that, you know? Yep. Um... I don't know like, that could be a good thing, but it could be a bad thing i like, it could definitely make um it could definitely be exclusionary you know it could definitely uh, make some people who are maybe trying to get into the competitive scene um, not able you know like it may'll make it a little bit harder for them to get into the competitive scene if teams are rejecting them or if people won't play with them because they don't have a certain k d r or they don't have a certain amount of wins. Uh-huh. You know, so I don't know. I am not necessarily sure I want to see those stats outside the game. I know for Destiny it it it's definitely cause like some people won't bring you into their crucible groups unless you have a KDR of a certain like you know, you unless your KDR is above like three or you know, something like that, which is hard for the average Destiny player, you know? Yeah. Everybody wants to be elite. Everybody wants to be elite, so um, but yeah, let's move on to our our next topic and our final topic for this show, which is the character dialogue. Um one thing I definitely noticed with the show, with the show with the with the uh, with the game was how much more the characters talk. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's banter between Soldier 76 and Reaper during the beginning of the game sometimes. Like the first time I saw I heard of Soldier 76, which I was playing, I was playing the Reaper. Soldier 76 says the Reaper, are she supposed to be dead? And Reaper says it didn't take. You know? <laughs> um I think I heard I think I heard Farah say something to Farah said something to a tracer. Uh-huh. Uh Winston said something to Lucio, you know, like friendly. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also had um, Widowmaker, like on King's Watch. She like reminisces about a kill she did on that level, and also uh, with Widowmaker, which is really cool. And I haven't really heard it with uh, with any of the characters. And I, I imagine Reaper might say something when he kills some uh, certain people. Well, I, when I killed the Soldier Seventy Six as Widowmaker, she says another legend falls. And wow. th- then it happened again when I killed a when I killed a um, Winston. So I think whenever she kills somebody who's like, you know, who has an affiliation with Overwatch, yep. she might say that. She has a chance to say that. She's also talking about talent. So it looks like Bungie oh God, Bungie it looks like Blizzard <laughs> is uh taking some of the lore and putting it into the audio of the game. Like it, it kinda it might Take make you curious. Detail. Yeah, like it's, there's a lot of detail there and you know, there's a lot of wait time in the game. So, especially in the beginning, when you hear those those chats go back and forth, I think that's kind of cool.
1: I I really did. I, I I enjoy that stuff, that type of stuff. I'm gonna have to go and check out YouTube, see if I can find some of those interactions. I found one video for some on uh, on Reddit there, so I'm gonna check those out after. Yeah, yeah. Like it's
0: it, it was pretty cool. It was, it was good. Uh, I I'm interested in hearing what else what other people have to say. And plus, it's actually. Make me want to go play other characters until I hear them say something. (laughs) You know? That's cool. So it's it's pushing me into other characters that I normally uh, don't play. Oh, yeah, there's another one I heard, uh, Hanzo and Genji. Um, Genji says to Hanzo, something something like, brother, I can help you find peace or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I can help you. And Hanzo replies, says, you're not my brother. You're not the Genji I knew. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's so fighting words, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, de- like, it, he there's definitely some something there that uh, I, I really liked, and they didn't talk about that in the patch notes at all. Like, oh, we added this feature to the game. Nope, that, that the characters now talk to each other. <laughs> so I'm hoping to hear more stuff in the coming weeks. Maybe mm-hmm. next next show, uh, two weeks from now, on the uh, I believe that show comes out March first. It will. Well, you know, we'll have more things to talk about. Also, another thing we might do, and I gotta talk to Nick from Wild Talk about this. Mm-hmm. But um he when we were trying to come up with a name for the show, he came up with so many names that I think <laughs> I'm just gonna have him read them off.
1: Oh. Well that like should he, be magical.
0: Like he came up with one called You, Me and McCree. <laughs> <laughs> he has a bunch of them so i think uh that might be something that we can do too but i think that's gonna wrap us up here you, me, i think that three. is going to uh, wrap up this episode of watch more radio like i said we're trying to keep the show under an hour or, or around an hour or under an hour uh that you know that's how kind of, we kind of try to do all the shows but can't say it to the in orbit guys because they just dropped the two hour an orbit today <laughs> there was a lot to be said <laughs> so but um yeah uh you got anything else, Bond, or we can, can we uh, call it a night? Uh,
1: prayer circle meetings will be... <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody gets into the beta tomorrow that's looking to get into it. I know I'm, I'm crossing my fingers here. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for listening.
0: We have other shows you can, you can enjoy as well. We have WoW Talk if you are into World of Warcraft. We have In Orbit, which is dedicated to Destiny and its community. And we have Double Tap which is dedicated to fighting games and the fighting game community. Uh, I think actually by the next show, the weekend of the next show, Winter Brawl X is going on. So if you are in the Philadelphia area or actually on the East coast, because it's a, it's a pretty big tournament. I may see you there cause I should be there. Uh, but yeah, Winter Brawl X is happening. So you if you don't get a chance to go, you probably don't want to tune into double tap the following Monday uh, so that you can, you know, here we hear what happened. Uh all of our shows you can catch on iTunes, they're on Overcast for iOS, they're on Stitcher Smart Radio, for Android and iOS, we're on player.fm, we're on Pocket Casts, we are on SoundCloud, and we have an RSS feed if you have some type of other RSS reader that you like to use. Uh you can catch us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash mtb site, we're on facebook.com slash smash those buttons. We are on youtube.com slash smash those buttons. And uh, you can catch me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. So it's underscore J-A-A underscore bond does not use Twitter. Nope. So I'm, uh, I'm still a loser.
1: Don't use the Twitter.
0: Still a loser. Uh, but yeah, feel free to contact us. Uh, you know, give us any feedback. We, we love feedback, positive or negative, because we're always trying to improve on our shows here. Oh, uh, yeah. But feel, feel free to contact us. And if you enjoyed the show and if you you know want to help out, all we ask is that you you, know, you share it. If you're on iTunes, maybe you can give us a rating there. We'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that's all. That's If you'd like to help us, that's really all we can ask. Just share it and enjoy it. And like I said, just contact us if you have anything to say. But uh, as I said before, thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next time.
1: Take it easy.